0: Do troops have an extremism problem? Do veterans? A new study spells it out. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. And what did the report recommend the Pentagon do to combat it all? We talked with military veterans and journalism fellow Nikki Wentling to learn more. I'm your host, Jonathan Laerfeld. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Hey Nikki, so what can you tell us about what this report is and what it uncovered? To
1: talk about the origins of this report we really have to go back to the attack on the capitol in 2021 which as of last week has been three years ago now um so if you remember there were lots of reports about service members and veterans being involved in the capitol breach that day and that prompted uh, the defense secretary at the time to organize stand down training about extremism and initiate a working group uh, to give recommendations about what the Pentagon could do to weed out extremists or prevent service members from developing extremist views in the first place. So one of those first recommendations that sent down from that working group was that the Pentagon should commission a third party review of extremism in the armed forces. Um, so that's what happened. the The Institute for Defense Analysis was given the job of conducting that investigation and writing that report. The Pentagon's working group initially said the report would be finished and available to the public by June of 2022, um, and that didn't happen. There were reports, you know, that the report was finished but not approved for release by the Pentagon. Um, so a bunch of advocacy groups and anti-extremism experts this year or last year rather called for its release, and the DoD Office of Inspector General noted a few months ago that it hadn't been released yet. So finally in December, between Christmas and New Year's, this was this report was published online, and you know we've read through it. It's 262 pages long. It includes 18 recommendations for the Pentagon and how it can handle you know this complex issue of preventing extremism both while service members are in the military and after they exit the military.
0: But the report did find some ongoing problems in the armed forces, correct?
1: Right. So to combat the problem of extremism in the military, the the authors of this report, you know, made several recommendations. They first of all noted a couple of things that the Pentagon is doing wrong. So through interviewing more than 100 defense department officials, they discovered that some service members were confused about the definitions and standards that the Pentagon had put out policing, you know, what extremist behaviors and activities were prohibited and what they were. Um, the authors said that the more unclear those standards were, the higher likelihood that the policies were going to sow polarization and division in the ranks. so to avoid that, they suggested the Pentagon make things as clear as possible, and when talking about its you know zero tolerance for extremism to not make it as much of a disciplinary message um, but rather to put the focus on the military's core values so you know, loyalty, respect, duty, honor, and then explain how extremist activities and being involved in those movements Um, you know, actively work against the principles of the military. Uh, They also suggested that officers, you know, when they're faced with someone who is involved in some way in extremism, that they counsel and mentor those individuals before going straight to other punitive measures. You know, another big problem that they found and that the Pentagon is getting wrong was how the branches were flagging and reporting incidents of extremism, and that's a point we've heard multiple times before. Um, an inspector general report from December said basically the same thing that there were ongoing issues with how the services track and report data. Uh, so in this new report, the authors, you know, suggested again to streamline that data. And then, you know, another interesting recommendation was that that the Pentagon add questions about. Uh, participation in extremist activities in its process for granting security clearances. With all of the recommendations, they noted that at the end of the report that this basically equates to a large cultural change that's going to take a concerted effort over a period of time um, to really implement
0: and see results with. Can you tell us any more about what the main takeaways are from the report and what did researchers recommend the Pentagon do?
1: You know, there's a lot of information in here. Um, The authors start by explaining that service members actually do not participate in violent extremism at higher rates than the rest of the U.S. population, but it appears that way because of their participation in big public events like January 6th and the focus on service members being there. Um, they also said that, you know, reports about extremism in the military often fail to differentiate, you know, this occurring among active duty service members versus veterans. Uh, the authors wrote that, you know, extremism among the veteran community, quote, appears to be on the increase, but that's not true with the population of currently serving individuals. That said, the authors did note that racism and sexism are ongoing issues in the armed forces. And they made a point that even a small number of incidents of extremism in the military can lead to uh, significant repercussions for both the military and the nation as a whole. And that's something we hear from anti-extremism experts all the time, that service members, you know, when they're involved in violent extremist movements, tend to have an outsized impact in that movement and be leaders. So really, that's a problem the Pentagon is faced with in a nutshell, according you know to authors of that report. And, um, you know, like I said, they're they're wanting the Pentagon to streamline their messaging regarding extremism, um, to mentor and counsel people who are found to be, you know, involved in these activities, to offer some outgoing information when service members leave the military is is a big thing, given that. Um, you know, veterans tend to be involved at higher rates than service members. Um, so those are some of the 18 suggestions they made in this report.
0: Quick follow-up. Are there examples of veterans and extremist groups you can provide for us?
1: Yeah. So the, the most notorious one was January 6th. Um, we saw a lot of initial reports from that day of the involvement of service members and veterans Um in breaching the capitol and now that all the numbers have been parsed out it's not as huge as it initially seemed um you know veterans and service members being involved that day but the ones who were involved um there were a few key figures who were veterans who you know really had a big effect and acted as leaders and one of those was uh Stuart Rhodes who led the oath keepers and he was you know just sentenced to a lengthy time in prison for his role there's also the leaders of the proud boys um, also facing um, some long prison sentences. so so those are some you know recent notorious incidents.
0: What else are folks saying about this report?
1: Sure. Um, you know, first, I should mention that the working group that suggested this third party investigation be done and this report published. Uh, that working group is now extinct. Um, the defense policy bill that Congress passed at the end of last year defunded the working group. Um, so I was talking to the Western State Center this week. That's a pro-democracy group that fought for the release of the report. That group said the issues that were pointed out in this report are similar to what other studies and reports have been saying for a while now. And, you know, that that working group that commissioned the report is now gone. So there was question about, you know, would there be accountability for the Pentagon to follow through on these recommendations. Um, There's some question and skepticism out there about what will come from this. We've also seen at least one member of Congress, uh, Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, point to this report as evidence that extremism isn't a problem in the military. And, you know, he really went after the Pentagon and the Biden administration for focusing on extremism. Uh, the authors of the report mentioned that the way anti-extremism efforts were being conveyed through the Pentagon, you know, had the potential to sow division, and Gallagher claimed that that had already happened, and you know, this report is the proof. But the report's authors did put in there, put that in a more nuanced way that. You know, this isn't a disproportionate problem in the military, but when any service member gets involved in extremism, it is a problem, and the Pentagon should have a zero tolerance policy on service members advocating for violent extremism.
0: That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at Military Times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lederfeld, and produced by Zimone Z. Perez. If you liked our conversation with Nikki, be sure to check out her work at militarytimes.com. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Groose, Have a great day.